1: To Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin, voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set.
2: Ready? Get up. Hey. Let's
1: get it on with. The Wendy's Big Show. Oh, come on, yeah. Showtime, baby. Showtime. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler.
0: Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Wendy's Big Show. Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios.
3: Good morning, everybody.
0: Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Got a fun show planned for you guys today. Great show today. Going to talk with Chris Maring, who is the t rats radio announcer. So we'll talk with him about Jackson Cheerio and all the fun going on with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. That comes up in the third hour. We'll also talk with Kyle Glazer from Baseball America. That also comes up in the third hour. And Rob Reichel will join us coming up at the bottom of the first hour here talking about the Green Bay Packers. We'll get into some more about the Brewers, but, I mean, (laughs) at some point, haven't we kind of talked enough about the Brewers? So I need a break. I need a break. The last couple days we went hard on the Brewers Talked about all the stuff at the deadline. Especially you. You've had a rough few days on air. I am sick of the Brewers at this point with all this as, stuff. As you, we both wear our
3: gear because, of course, they play the
0: Pirates today. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for the Brewers, but I'm sick of talking about the Brewers for now. I need to talk about something that I actually have some faith in at this point. So we're going to start by talking about the Green Bay Packers. I do have faith in the Green Bay Packers, and I think that they're going to be one of the best teams in football once again this season, and I'm excited to see what they can do. And so where I want to start, you know, scrolling through sometimes, just looking at various articles and different things to see what maybe we'll talk about for the show today. I saw something that Matt Schneidman had written for The Athletic talking about Rashawn Gary and the emergence of him and how good of a player he's become for this Green Bay Packers football team and how good he can be for this defense this season. And that's where we're going to start today. How high are your expectations for Rashawn Gary this season? You can give us a call on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at vanhornauto.com, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. Again, how high are your expectations for Rashawn Gary this season? Because I think a lot of people have sky-high expectations for him. I don't know exactly in terms of stats, whether you're thinking, you know, 12, 15 sacks. I don't know if that's going to be something that he gets – I think it might be spread out around this defense, but I'm expecting Rashawn Gary to come out this year and be a game wrecker. I'm expecting him to come out this year and be a big difference for this Packers football team. He needs to come out right away and set the tone as that number one edge rusher. And I think he's up for the task. You know, we've talked about some of the depth issues, maybe at edge rusher. We've talked about how strong this defense is going to be too. And a lot of that is going to depend on these guys up front doing what we expect them to do you know you think about kenny clark we know what to expect out of kenny clark and he's going to probably give us that top level production that you get out of kenny clark on that defensive line a game wrecker of an extent in the middle there and now you got to think too you add in jaron reed you add in Devonte wyatt so they can't just continually go one-on-one or they can't just continually double-team Kenny Clark on the inside, so he's going to get some one-on-one looks. And then you think about on the outside how you're going to have Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, two solid guys, and Gary especially, someone who should be able to take even that next step once again for the Packers, and they're not going to be able to just sit there and double-team everyone across this line, so somebody's going to get a one-on-one matchup that they're going to have to win, whether it's Preston Smith, whether it's Dean Lowry, maybe Rashawn Gary, what are they going to do to stop Rashawn Gary? And I think that you need to see him take that next step where he's the one that is maybe not getting all the numbers but is causing a lot of problems for the offense because they have to put so much attention on him and Kenny Clark combined that in turn you start seeing Preston Smith's production going up, you start seeing Jaron Reed, you start seeing Devontae Wyatt, Dean Lowry, some of these other guys really seeing an uptick and their production because teams have to game plan around Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark. And if they don't give Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary, that recognition, especially Rashawn Gary, then Rashawn Gary has to come out and really take advantage and blow up that offense's backfield, get back there, stop the run, obviously, but also disrupt the passing game and show them what a game wrecker he can be. I mean, that's really what I want him to be. I don't need him to be a 20-sack guy like T.J. Watt. I don't need him to have all the big numbers, but I need him to have game-wrecking plays, whether that's coming in and forcing the football out, whether that's getting the quarterback on the run all game long. If he, doesn't, if he walks away with games without a sack, that's fine, but I need him to be consistently running around in the backfield wreaking havoc On that offense, I need that quarterback to feel uncomfortable in the pocket because he's getting pushed from up the middle by those guys up front, whether it's Clark or Wyatt. And I need him to feel that pressure from the edge coming from Rashawn Gary and from Preston Smith. Because I think both those guys have the ability to be an incredible duo for the Green Bay Packers off the edge. It's just about them going out and doing it. And I think that's a lot of what the Packers are going to rely on this year. It's those guys going out there and doing it. You know, we've had plenty of time to talk about this defense and how good this team's going to be and how much talent they have. But at some point, we're going to have to see them go out there and do it. And hopefully week one, they come out against Minnesota and they make it tough on Kirk Cousins. They don't give him the time to look down the field to Justin Jefferson. Because I think when you marry this all together, and ideally this is how a football team is built, and ideally this is how a defense works, you're going to have pressure from up front without having to bring extra. That's, that's the plan. You should be able to just rush four, maybe five, and be able to get home. And if that's the case, you're going to have five guys in that secondary, a linebacker to cover the tight end, or whatever the case may be. You're going to have Rasul Douglas, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Adrian Amos, and Darnell Savage on that back end. And if you're not making them spend all day in coverage, they should be able to cover their guys. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, those guys hopefully can help you in the coverage aspect as linebackers. And Even if they come on a blitz, they can be effective as well. I think there's so many ways that this Packers defense can be an effective defense, but I think one of the guys that's going to drive a lot of this and is going to be one of the most important players is going to be Rashawn Gary. That's why I'm asking you again, how high are your expectations for Rashawn Gary this season? 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. I have high expectations for him, and it's going to be maybe more of an eye test thing than a pure numbers thing, because I think pure numbers, yeah, I'd love to see him kind of just do what he did last year, right around 10 sacks, get some tackles for loss in there, maybe force some fumbles. But I want him to be known as a bona fide game wrecker. You know, if that means he has to get 15 sacks, fine. But I want him to be continually operating in that opposing backfield and making it very hard on that quarterback to have any sort of time to get the ball out, to have any sort of rhythm on that offense. I need him immediately thinking as soon as that ball is snapped, where's 52? Because I think if that's the case, you can, you, you've seen this for years. You saw this last year against the 49ers in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers didn't have the time, and it disrupted the entire offense. And Nick Bosa, those guys all worked together and wrecked the Packers' game plan on offense. That's what I want to see out of the Packers this year. I want to see them collectively do it, but I, I think the driving force of this all are going to be Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary. And Rashawn Gary, especially coming off the edge, I think is going to be vital for this team to be as good of a defense as we want them to be. And we want them to be a top five defense. We'd love for them to be the top defense in the league. And if they're going to do that, they're going to need Rashawn Gary to play just as good as these top edge rushers in the league. Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, those guys. We need to be talking about Rashawn Gary in that same conversation with those guys at the end of the year. And I think he's going to be able to do that. I think he should be able to take that step forward. I want to hear from you guys. How high are your expectations for Rashawn Gary this season? Again, 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. You can give us a call there, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. More of the Wendy's Big Show comes up next. Border to Border,
1: the Big Show Radio Network.
0: Big Show, Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios talking with you guys about the Green Bay Packers. I want to tell you guys about the Road to Canton show coming up here on 1250 AM, the Phantom Milwaukee. You can check it out on the Odyssey app if you're listening statewide. Comes up on Saturday with Bart Winkler hosting that. Also, the big show tomorrow is going to be Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler live from Canton, Ohio. Again, Leroy has officially received his gold jacket. The Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022 is going to be enshrined on Saturday. The Wendy's Big Show will be broadcasting live from Canton, Ohio tomorrow with Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler. Also, make sure you tune into the Road to Canton show on Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. here in Milwaukee on 1250 a.m. The Fan or on the Odyssey app if you're listening statewide with Bart Winkler, who will be in Canton to celebrate Leroy's career and story being immortalized forever in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's The Road to Canton this Friday and Saturday, brought to you by Pick and Save, Current Electric, and Schneider National. Also want to tell you about Wendy's Hot and Crispy Fries. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries. That's why Wendy serves them up hot and crispy all day, every day. Natural cut, skin on potatoes, fried to golden perfection, and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt just the way they should be. Plus, Wendy's fries aren't like other fries. They're not hot one second and then cold the next. They're served up hot and crispy every single time, standing up to any dip you throw at them. So grab your favorite sauce or a Frosty if you're into that sort of thing and taste the difference hot and crispy can make. Head to Wendy's today and get your order of hot and crispy fries at participating Wendy's. How high are your expectations for Rashawn Gary this season? 855-830-8648. Give us a call on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. My expectations for him are sky high. You know, last year he jumps from five sacks to nine and a half, jumps from 35 tackles to 47, continues to improve. His quarterback hits, went from three his rookie year, 11 to 28 last year. I want to see him continue to grow. You know, 12 sacks, somewhere in there is fine. I don't need, you know, the 18-20 number, but I want you to be the game wrecker. I want him to be the guy that makes the difference. When you watch the football game, maybe it's not the stat sheet that looks as impressive, but when you turn on the Green Bay Packers, you notice that number 52 is just making it hard for the offense to operate. That's what I want to see from him. Game-wrecking skills. And he's got them. He's got all the potential to do it. And I think if he takes that next step, that's that next step that he needs to take. Right there, turning into a game-wrecker, not just a guy that gets sacks every now and then. Turn into that guy that you might not end up with the sack, but you are changing the course of that play. You are making all the difference in that. You know, you think about some of these other elite edge rushers. You think about Miles Garrett. You know, the number one top guy in terms of defensive linemen, Aaron Donald. You think about him. And they're not necessarily always making the play. They're not necessarily always the guy getting the sack. Or they're not necessarily always the guy that's right there. But they're making moves that make that offense have to think about them at all times. They're out there making it incredibly difficult for that offense to operate. I need Rashawn Gary to be in that sort of conversation. Just looking at some of what Miles Garrett did last year, if we're going to compare the two and say that he needs to take that step to be a Miles Garrett. So last year, Rashawn Gary had nine and a half sacks. Well, last year, you had Miles Garrett take that next step. He had 16 sacks. Tackles for loss, 17. Rashawn Gary had 11. So he's getting there. Quarterback hits, Gary had 28. Miles Garrett had 33. So he is getting there. He is getting close. He's almost to that point. And I think that's the next step for Gary. You know, I don't know that you're ever going to get to maybe the defensive player of the year area with him, but maybe he's capable of that. But go play out there like these other top guys and wreck the game for the opposing offense. Make that huge difference for them. Dictate how they have to play. Make it so they have to make the tough decision whether they're going to double you on the outside or Kenny Clark on the inside. Or make it so that they're having to chip you all game long so your their tight end's not able to get out in the route as quickly. Make it so it's as tough as possible for that other team to get their offense rolling. And then don't just do it against the pass, too. Blow up the run game. Set that edge. Don't allow them to get outside. Don't allow them to run the ball your way. Make it incredibly difficult. And the beauty of this whole thing is, is on some of these defenses, sometimes when you build these things with these elite pass rushers, they don't have the help. They don't have the other guys around them to make their job easier as well. But when you look at this Packers defense, across that line, the pass rushers, the run stuffers, they've got enough of all of that. And so now it's about all of these guys playing up to their potential, playing free, playing loose, and playing their game. And if they're all playing up to their potential and they're all playing extremely well, I think you're going to see these guys on this defensive line make it incredibly difficult for opposing offenses to get anything going. I think they're going to be able to stop the run while playing out of the nickel formation, which is something that the Packers haven't been able to do in a while. And I think the one concern that Leroy mentioned about this team is being able to stop the play action. So they're going to have to be a disciplined defense in terms of how they make their reads, staying where they're, they ought to be, staying in their lane, doing their assignments. And if they do all those things, they have the talent to be one of the best defenses that this organization has ever seen. And again, I think that some of these guys have to take that next step for this defense to be the elite defense we expect them to be. I think we need to see Devondre Campbell come back out and give you the same sort of level of play that he gave you last year. Eric Stokes, I need him to step his play up from last year and take that step from his rookie year into his second year and continue to improve. He was great last year. I need him to be even better this year. Rasul Douglas, same thing. Give me that same sort of level of play. Replicate that again, even take a step forward from that. Darnell Savage, I need him to step up and play better than what he has over the last couple years. Step up and play well. If these guys all step up and play well, this defense, the sky's the limit. It really is. And then you look on the edge, and I think maybe the most interesting guy on this defense to watch. Because there's a lot of question marks on the offense. And we're going to talk with Rob Reichel coming up next segment. And you know we'll we'll primarily focus on the offensive side of the ball because there's a lot of questions on that side. But defensively, I think the most polarizing guy for me on that defensive side of the ball is Rashawn Gary. Because Rashawn Gary could absolutely turn into someone that you just cannot contain. You just cannot stop him. And if that's what it ends up being, where you just cannot stop Rashawn Gary, then this Packers defense is going to get over the top. And they're going to be that top unit in the league. It's all about working together as a team and these guys playing up to the potential that they have. Adam, I'm not sure, like, what kind of expectations do you have for Rashawn Gary this season? My biggest expectation is that he stays healthy. That's that's a big one, too, yeah.
3: Goody, in his presser yesterday, I think it was Ryan Wood, our guy from the Press Gazette, he, I think, was quoted, and I remember when I was going through the Goody presser, hearing him say that if he could and had his way, he would wrap Gary up in bubble wrap and send him out to training camp practices. The second he gets hurt... It's over. At least for him, obviously. The defense will be fine. It's going to be a great defense, but no, he he absolutely needs to stay healthy, needs to watch himself and
0: just be careful, please. Yeah, 100%. Please be careful. Please don't get hurt. Please don't. So, let's see. So, some of your tweets here. Shane says, "Very high. The guy works his butt off 24/7." And that's the thing too is I think overall, you have the faith in Rashawn Gary because he's continued to improve. You know, this might be a little bit different if you thought of someone that, I don't know, hadn't necessarily come into the league the way that Rashawn Gary did. Rashawn Gary had all the talent in the world coming into the league. That's why he was drafted where he was. He didn't necessarily have the college production but he was someone that had all the traits, someone that looked the part, and you just needed to develop him into that. And now you finally started to see him turn into that guy that you expected him to to be when you drafted him. And so I think that gives you faith that he can continue to get better because he wouldn't be where he's at today if he hadn't worked. He had all the traits, but it came down to him working hard to get where he's at now. He's going to continue to work hard. And as long as he stays healthy... And as long as he continues to work hard at his craft, I could see him being one of those perennial Pro Bowl, All-Pro edge rushers for the Green Bay Packers and being a huge difference maker and a cornerstone of this franchise going forward. And I think this is the year for him to really take that next step and put himself in the conversation with some of those elite guys around the league at the position of edge rusher. And if he does that, I think you could see the Packers maybe raising a Lombardi this year just because of how good this defense can be. All right. We're going to take a quick break here on the Wendy's big show. When we come back, Rob Reichel from Forbes.com. Kindly media is going to join us here and we'll talk about the green Bay Packers. And I've seen, he's been venting about the, the Brewers. So we'll, we'll get some of his thoughts on that as well. Coming up next here on the Wendy's big show, Toby Altizer and Adam Roberts talking with you guys about the Packers here on the big show radio network. 20's Big Show, Toby Altizer, alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University Studios. And now it's time to get out to the Schneider Orange Hotline and bring in our guest Rob Reichel from Forbes.com and Conley Media, Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844 prior to go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844 prior to go to schneiderjobs.com. And Rob... We'll get into the Packers in just a second, but can you please try to make some sense of this hater thing to me? I've seen you ranting about it. It's so tough to understand what's going on with the Brewers at this point. And let me turn him on. Here we go. To- 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 Toby, Here, here's
2: obviously just doesn't just what doesn't make sense whatsoever, right? I mean, can, can you remember, and I was talking to a couple other writers in Green Bay about this yesterday. Can you remember any time in any sport, and in, in let's, let's even call it the last 20 years, Toby, where a team in first place at the deadline trades away, not, not acquires, trades away mm-hmm. arguably their best or second best player. And, and arguably to me, Toby, the best pitcher in franchise history. Um, and, if, and if he pitched another four or five years in Milwaukee, you know, it'd flip a coin when it's all said and done between him and Burns, I think. But, you know, this is equivalent to Green Bay being, let's say, Toby five and four at Halloween, and and we hit the trading deadline in the NFL, and management says, you know what, we don't want to pay Rashawn Gary five years and a hundred million dollars or whatever Gary's next contract is going to be, and they ship him out for two sixth round picks and somebody's backup safety or something like that. I mean, it <laughs> you know I, I, it, it, it it's comical to me, you know, that they at least didn't try to. And again, this is classic Brewers. They're they're a fifty year disappointment to our entire area. But you know this—this this to me, Toby was—you know—to wave the white flag right now rather than at least seeing how the season plays out with Hater. That's fine if you don't want to pay him fifteen or sixteen or eighteen million dollars next year. But but you did not have to trade him right now on August on August first. At least see how the season plays out because Toby—they Toby, they were built. Yeah. You know, in, in, in today's major league baseball, th- think of those Kansas City Royals five six years ago. If, if you can get to the seventh inning with the lead and, and you've got monsters in the back end of the bullpen and the brewers theoretically were lined up to do that. You don't need to score a whole lot of runs. And I understand their offense is garbage, um, but you know, you're, you're, you're set up in the seventh, eighth, ninth innings with, you know, Boxberger Williams hater to, to win playoff games. You know, you've only got, you've only got to get Burns and Woody to, you know, give get you to the seventh and whether council lets them, I guess is a whole nother story, Toby, but um, you know, if, if If you can do that with those three in the back, Milwaukee actually was set up in in today's baseball to to make a run here. um they were gonna have to get hot, I get it a lot of things were gonna have to go right but but I'll tell you what Toby you know after fifty years of kind of getting slapped around and, and and kicked in the backside Brewer nations ready to make a run yeah something and 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 management just kind of gave them all the double bird and <laughs> um you know the the problem is Toby and you know the the fans typically in Milwaukee. They're unbelievably passionate, diehard, loyal fans. They just keep coming back. This is one to me, Toby, where I'd consider long and hard whether I want to give that team you know, $100 per person on a random Tuesday night against the Reds ever again.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. Talking with Rob Reichel from Forbes.com, Conley Media. Let's get to the team that I think we can have some positive thoughts about, the Green Bay Packers. So one thing that I saw from multiple guys, you heard from Goody, you heard from Matt LaFleur that Jordan Love had an impressive day at practice yesterday. Can you talk a little bit about what made yesterday so impressive and what they're looking for as he continues to try and evolve in his third year?
2: Yeah, and and it's really, Toby, not just yesterday. It's kind of a culmination of his offseason. I mean, if, if you really think back on it, Toby, he's... He lost his, he, he, with COVID, he lost the 2020 off season. So it's really only a second off season in green Bay. And, you know, it, it take Rogers and until the summer of 2007, that was his third summer in green Bay to really make a significant jump. What Jordan love is doing right now, Toby is, is, is he's making, he's making the simple look simple and the extremely difficult look, almost routine. Um, and, 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 <sighs> A year ago, Toby, that that wasn't the case on e, on either front. I mean, the 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 simple was hard, and and the extremely difficult was almost impossible for him. Um, Toby, I, I would say right now, I mean, the way he has looked, and and, and the preseason is going to play itself out, and and we're going to know a lot more a month from now if, if if you and I talk, and in terms of how these preseason games uh, go for him, that that that's going to eventually be the definer of of his summer. But right now I mean he he's on track to you know to me Toby without question be one of the top 2 or 3 backups in the league and and, and I think I think the way he has started Toby this you know the, this particular training camp there are teams out there you know Seattle the you know Washington the the, the Giants um, you know Cleveland certainly to to start the year maybe Miami with Tua that would take Jordan Jordan Love in a heartbeat um, over there, over there, probable starter. Even Detroit with Golf at this point in time. I mean, he's he's made a significant jump, Toby. I mean, the the, the athleticism was always there. Um, he, he's such an impressive physical specimen. You know, six three, two twenty. He's he's everything you want from a size, speed, strength standpoint at, at that position. And and now his accuracy is getting better. His reads are getting better, and he and he and he's consistently putting the ball exactly where it needs to be and to the right guy time after time, Toby, it's uh, you know, Tom Clemens, Rogers talked about this quite a bit yesterday. Love, love hasn't I think addressed it yet, but even Tom Clemens, who, who was their quarterback coach for a long time and offensive coordinator. And he called the plays. If you remember for the first 12 games in 2015 uh, after the debacle in the 2014 NFC championship game is back at quarterback coach and, and Rogers loves him to death. I mean, Clemens is a stickler for every detail. You don't get away with anything in Clemens film room. And, um, you know, I, I, I think he, he was a huge positive to Rogers career. He, he's a, he's, he, he's kind of a, a sultry, almost angry guy, Tom Clemens, a lot of the time, Toby. And, and you, and you, you, you've got to take tough love. Well, And if Jordan love can take the tough love from Clemens, um, it, he, Clemens will make, Jordan Love's career better than, than the average quarterback coach or the average offensive coordinator would. So I, I think at the end of the day, that's going to be a real positive, having him back in the building for Jordan Love. Rodgers is already on cloud nine. That Tom Clemens is back in the building. And I'll tell you what, Toby, they, they right now have, to me, I mean, we already know they can win a lot of games with Aaron Rodgers. You know, if Rodgers misses a month or Rodgers misses six weeks, I, I, I think this football team can, you know, go 500 or better with Jordan Love.
0: Well, and I want to get to the rest of the offense here in just a second, but with Jordan Love, what is the plan with him? Is it just that he's going to stick as the backup and then they'll figure it out again next offseason? Is there any chance that they would consider a trade if he continues to show out and then shows it on the field in the preseason? Like, Is he going to be the starting quarterback for the Packers after all of this once Rodgers hangs it up? What is the end plan here? or What's going to happen with Jordan Love going forward?
2: that question is identical to the Bakhtiari question right now, right? I mean, none of us have an answer. None of us know. And, and with Jordan Love, unfortunately for him, kind of like Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre, his career is largely dictated by the player in front of him right now. I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers decides to play through the 2024 season, you know, Jordan Love's going to, him and his people at some point in time are going to say, you know what, send me here or send me there. He He's not going to be content to sit around for five years as a backup. I mean, he's already Toby the first number one quarterback. First first quarterback chosen in the first round since Aaron Rodgers, so we're talking back in 2005 that is going to spend his first 3 years as a backup. Every other quarterback taken in round 1 between Love and Rodgers was a starter uh, by their third season. So so this is already kind of uncharted territory where Jordan Love is headed. Um, you know, The beauty from Green Bay's standpoint, Toby, is because he was a first round draft pick, you know, they they can pick up that 50 year option on him and and they will have team control of him through 2024. Now, my guess is again, if Rodgers continues to play and play at a high level and the the Packers say, um, you know, Aaron's our guy, and and really there's no reason for them not to they would make a trade maybe next year at the trading deadline or, 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 you know, on on draft weekend or or something like that and and move love along. I I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be a group that says, you know, we're going to keep him just for our own benefit and and, and kind of stymie or hold back his career. They'll give him an opportunity to go, to go win a job and, you know, or take a job in Atlanta or Carolina or wherever it turns out to be one of these teams that, that doesn't have a quarterback right now. So but again, if if, if Rodgers retires in, in this offseason, Toby, and and, and, and that's kind of like where it was with Brett Favre in the early 2000s, that, that's a yearly discussion, um, th- there is no doubt to me they're ready to move forward and, and Jordan Love would be their guy under center in 2023.
0: So then looking at this offense, the other big question mark is definitely the receiving core, the tight ends. How have the receivers looked? How's Sammy Watkins been? How's Alan Lazard been? We've heard plenty about Romeo Dobbs. Well, who stood out in that group the most? I'd assume Dobbs, but how have the other guys looked?
2: Yeah, I mean, you and I, again, we could spend a segment on Dobbs. I, I i think they hit it there. Now, again, the, we, we go gaga in the summer, um, and, and, and especially early in camp over guys. Many, many different years. I mean, uh, Jake Kumro's the poster boy for that, isn't he? And <laughs> and, and, and I think Jake Kumro, Toby, has 23 career catches, and – um, you know, but, but dubs has, has stood out to, to the, to the point where, you know, Roger said yesterday, it's, it's every single day in practice, he's making a wild play. And, and, and it's not just the wild plays Toby on dubs, you know, it, again, it's, it's the basic and, and the ordinary and the mundane where, you know, I, I think when they go to Minnesota on September 11th, uh, it, it's a pretty good bet. You know, he and Lazard are probably the starters on the outside and maybe Randall Cobb is, is in the slot, you know, Sammy Watkins has been semi-quiet Toby since, since coming back, uh, you know, from that injury, they're going to have to, I mean, I, I, again, even when they signed him kind of like Devin Funches a couple of years back, I, I never thought that it was a lock that he'd make the roster. I, I, he's going to have to show some stuff. I think, in the preseason and the preseason games, you know, that he can still run against, um, you know, opposing corners, that that he can still get open, that he can still make plays. I I think he's a bubble guy uh, without question. Um, You know, Cobb hasn't done a whole lot, but again, he doesn't need to. He's 33 years old. He's, He's a veteran. Um, he, he's going to be on this football team because Aaron Rodgers wants him there, and Brian Gutekunst isn't going to upturn the apple cart and, and 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 cut Randall Cobb. You know, Amari Rodgers has been semi-impressive, not great in in the punt return game though, or or the kick return. Letting some balls hit hit the ground the other day got got his special teams coach all riled up and and irked at him, Toby. So, um, you know, that, that'll be interesting to watch, you know, how, how, the, how the kick and the punt return jobs play themselves out. But, but I think Amari Rogers, you know, he's down to 202. His body fat is cut in half. Toby, he's in far better shape than he was a, a year ago. I think he's got a chance to eventually overtake Cobb in the slot. I would think when they go to Minnesota in week one, they'll go veteran-laden and kind of veteran-oriented other than, other than dubs. So, so my guess is Cobb holds Rogers off at least uh, early in the season inside the slot. But but that, that could be a spot where Amari Rogers eventually emerges and, and then and then you've got, you know, Jawan Winfrey's been pretty impressive, Toby. I, I think he's a real dark horse to, you know, maybe be the three or the four and, and and be in the mix in the in the rotation. Especially with Christian Watson being sidelined. I mean that's a that that that's a blow. And, you know, I talked to Watson quite a bit. Yesterday, Toby, I'm, I'm starting to get the impression, you know, you you may not see him until until September. Maybe it's maybe it's later in August. But all these reps, you know, if you remember back to the summer, you know, Chris, you know, Aaron Rodgers was only there for three days, so so he and Watson didn't get a lot of work together, you know, back in May and June. And now with Watson being sidelined, you know, he, he's losing out on all these reps every single day with with Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, Christian Watson's going to be really behind and, and kind of behind the eight ball when when he does come back. I, I think he's a pretty unique talent and, and, and maybe by December or January, Toby, he's got a chance to, to make a difference, but, but it's going to be a little bit on, on Watson. And, you know, the Packers were thinking long-term there, obviously with, with, with the, with the surgery after, after the last mini camp. Um, but it is going to, it is going to hurt him in the, in the short term. So um, it, Toby, whether they keep five there, whether they keep seven there, I, I wouldn't be shocked at, at either number. It's, it's going to come down to special teams and, and who they think maybe can make a you know, a difference there because they'll never keep seven active on game day. So they're going to have some tough choices to make, you know, uh, how Watson's injury plays itself out. Does he start the year on the, on the pup list? Or is is he part of the 53? It's it's, it's going to be pretty fascinating, but, but clearly to me, Toby, the, the guys that have stood out, Lazard's been consistent day in and day out. Is he a real number one? Probably not, but he's going to be a number one in this offense. And and then Dubs has really jumped up and, and he could have a rookie season to me, Toby, kind of like Greg Jennings did back in 06 where he jumped right into the starting lineup and, and Favre liked him a ton and, and they had chemistry right from the get go. And, and then again, there's, there's some real question marks. So that, that, that there's no doubt, you know, if if you're a Packer fan out there, that that's the position group you want to pay the most uh, attention to here over the next uh, three or four weeks when they start playing the preseason games.
0: Talking with Rob Reichel from Forbes.com, kindly media. Don't want to keep you too long. So I'll just ask you one more. And I'd love to go to the defensive side of the ball. But all the question sure. marks are on offense. <laughs> so, sure. so we, we that's just talked. Fair. No, that
2: that's extremely fair, Toby. Yep. We
0: we just talked about the receiving core and how that's going to shake out. How's tight end going to shake out? Week one, they head up to Minnesota. What's their depth chart going to look like for tight end?
2: I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, it's it's not great without Tunyon, and you know, I I talked to Tunyon at length last week um he he wouldn't give a number he wouldn't spitball exactly the percentages that that he thought he would be back for week one. My guess toby is is especially after the bakhtiari injury you know where you know that thing has now lingered for eighteen nineteen months, whatever we're at twenty even um that they're going to be extremely careful with with tunyan so let let's just assume Tunyon's on the pup for the first four games of the season i mean I, toby i i I think the guy who probably gets the most snaps is Tyler davis who you know, who played about 10% of the snaps last year. He had four catches. Um, he's bounced around. He's been on a couple practice squads, in, including green Bay, but, but, but he runs reasonably well. They really like him inside that building. I mean, he, he's got a lot to prove, but he's kind of in a situation where Tunyon was, you know, a, a couple of years back, back in 1920 range, where you just didn't know. And then if you remember in 20 Tunyon really emerged that year with 50 some odd catches and 11 touchdowns and, um, you know, tied the franchise record that that Paul Kaufman had held. I'm not saying Davis is going to put up those kind of numbers, but but he is intriguing, Toby, because he runs well. He can, he can stretch a defense. Um, you know, he he he's a he's a weapon down the middle in the seam there. DeGuaro would probably be number two. You know, Mercedes Lewis, no doubt, is is going to play 20, 30 snaps in in rundowns, rundowns almost only. At, at this point in his career, Aguara is the interesting guy to watch. If you remember, Toby, third round pick there in 2020, mm-hmm. coming off coming off the knee injury, um, he was okay when he came back last year. Toby, you know he had he had the, I think it was about a 65 yard touchdown catch in Week 18 against the Lions. But but if you remove that one, he he was really just kind of a ham and egger um, you know he averaged about seven yards a catch he it was just kind of short underneath stuff he didn't show a lot of explosiveness or the ability to break away or anything like that he he happened to get a clear field on a nice play design in that in that long touchdown against against the lions but but he's a guy that you know that they're going to need something out of at least until Tunyon comes back but you know to, to your overall question on the group toby it's certainly not a strength. I, I don't. It, it, it's probably a weakness if, if you go into week one uh, without Tunyon. When Tunyon comes back, I, I think the group is, is, is at least average and probably slightly above average. But until he's back on the field, it, it, it's not a particularly impressive group of players.
0: Rob, appreciate the time. We'll have to talk again soon when we can break down this defense and get excited about that.
2: Yeah, we might have to talk again soon if if if, if they trade Woody or your here, too, two Toby, <laughs> you know, when 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 we when we go to sleep one night and they pull that off in the middle of the night. But yeah, that's that's a whole other story. Thanks for having me on.
0: For sure. Appreciate the time, Rob. There you heard from Rob Reichel on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844 Pry to go to Schneiderjobs.com. That's eight hundred forty-four prior to go to Schneiderjobs.com. Toby Altizer and Adam Roberts here on the Wendy's Big Show. I want to tell you about the Wendy's app and Wendy's Rewards. The only thing better than eating Wendy's is earning more Wendy's while you eat. Check out Wendy's Rewards. The entire menu's up for grabs. Whatever food you order directly through the Wendy's app website or at the restaurant counts for points. Every dollar you spend... You'll earn 10 points. You can place your order for pickup or delivery with the Wendy's app or on the website. You're good. That's all you got to do. Mobile and website orders will automatically add your points to it. So make sure you check out the Wendy's app and Wendy's rewards. We'll continue talking Packers football in the next hour of the show. We'll hear from Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers as he talked to the media yesterday. All that coming up in hour two of the Wendy's Big Show comes up next.